Welcome to the Reading Blues podcast, the place to find out more about the school and to connect with staff, pupils and parents at a deeper level. Each week we'll be interviewing people within the school community, asking them questions and spending time understanding more about them and more about the school. So let's get into this episode right now of the Reading Blues podcast. So today I'm joined by Nina and Titus, the two new heads of school. Titus joined the school way back in 2017 in year eight, while Nina joined the school at the start of this academic year in September 2021. They're both with me right now. Hello, Titus. How are you today? Good afternoon. Um, I'm good, thank you. Happy to be here. We are currently located in the bursary meeting room. We're a very niche uh, setup in front of us. Very good. It's great to hear that. And Nina, thank you for being here as well. Tell me how your day is looking today, Nina. What sort of things are you up to? Yeah, so I've got a busy day today, actually. This morning I was out coaching some year eights in athletics uh, as part of Sport Enrichment. Then I'm obviously filming this podcast. I've got a school council meeting with Titus straight after this, actually, at one o'clock. And then I've got more Sport Enrichment with one of the PE teachers where I'm learning to be a PE personal trainer. And we've got an assessment in that today. So a bit of a busy day, but it's good. Fantastic. Busy days are good days, of course. Sport enrichment. That sounds interesting for anyone that's heard of that and doesn't know what it is, or maybe they've never heard of that. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So it's, in, it's instead of doing an AS or an EPQ, it's uh, sort of a, a course run by Bluecoat. Uh, one part of that is learning to coach uh, students in, that could be rugby, football, hockey netball we try and introduce them to lots of different sports one part like i say was personal training uh, learning to do that another part is learning to run events so we had to organize and run a rugby festival for the year eight so including you know getting the ground staff to paint the lines but also organizing the teams on the day and then another bit is more of a written part of the course which at the minute we just had to do about the biomechanics of a sporting activity so I did it on a football penalty we've also done the history of sport and that sort of thing and yeah so a wide range of activities wow I never knew there was so much to it that that sounds fantastic and you also mentioned school council and Titus are you involved in school council as well then yeah I'm involved in school council too and you uh, Nina mentioned that at one o'clock you've got a school council meeting What, what actually happens during one of those then this is our whole school school council meeting and in every single section of our school our lower school middle school and upper school sixth form we have school council meetings and we collect the minutes from these meetings and we have a whole school assembly near the end of term just to look over these minutes and see what we can improve in the school so far. Oh, I see, I see. And how did you get involved in school council? Have you been involved with that for a long time? Yeah, I've been involved in it for the last three years now and basically a representative of your tutor um, represents yeah, your tutor in the school council and you go to a meeting and we discuss all the matters that we may be having in our sixth form meeting. So for example... One of our topics in the sixth form meeting was about our electro- electronic notice boards. Uh, we want to add a couple more notices to it because I think it's really important that our sixth form is just as involved as like the lower school, middle school in school events such as like chess club, um, the spelling bee that's coming up soon or other little sporting events. I see, I see. Okay. Now we're going to be finding out more about your roles as heads of school, but I'd love to explore a little bit first of all, Titus, given that you joined in in year eight, so that's what, five years ago, I think it is? Yeah. Four and a half, five years ago. Tell me about your time at school since joining way back then. Honestly, I've really enjoyed it. So I started off in year seven at the forest. Funny enough, I basically forgot to come for the entrance exam for Reading Bluecoats. So then it's the first year I missed. But I'm here now, luckily. <laughs> and honestly, it was great. Forest was a state school. And I think 
that really built me and re reinforced a lot of like personality traits that I don't think I would have had if I came to a private school straight away. And I think that's really like changed me as a person. And as I've gone along, I think I've really integrated myself into the school. I think the people here are really good. I think that shaped my personality too. My good friends, Callum, Jake and Christian, I've been with friends with them since the entire, since year eight. And I think that's really made me like a better person. And also the teachers as well. They've always been quite supportive and just like great people to go towards. Their characters have been amazing. And I'm really like enjoying my life so far. Awesome. That's really good to hear. And how do you think you've changed as a person between joining in year eight and, and, and here we are now in 2022 in year 12? I think I've always considered myself a, a boisterous person. I've always been out there. But as I've gone along, I think I've really built integrity, which is one of our school ethoses. And I've really matured as a person. I think when I came into year eight, I was still a bit, a bit of a kid. As I grew growing up in the school, I think I've really like reinforced all the good traits that our older students meant to have. Like I feel like students are happy enough to come up to me, which I really enjoy. And I think it's really happy to see that in year seven, eight, the children, not children, but like the students, <laughs> yeah, the students are just like me when I was in year eight and seeing them grow as well, like how I grew is really, is really cool. No, that's great to hear. That really is. And Nina, you were at, at a different school before you joined Reading Bluecoat at the start of year 12. Did your previous school have a sixth form that you could have stayed at? Yep, quite a big one. Yeah, I just... And tell me why why you chose not to stay there, but to come and join Reading Bluecoat as a different school. Yes, yeah, so I just thought my old school, the sport for me is something that I'm really passionate about. And I just thought that at a different school, I would get more out of that. And the other schools more locally to me, I sort of didn't think I'd fit in there. And so the next option was Bluecoat. And when I had, my parents had heard really good things about the school from other parents. And so I thought, yeah, give it a go. And I'm here now. So good decision, I think. And have you found it since joining back in September? Tell me a little bit about that. Really, really good. Like I've loved being here. There's so much going on. All the teachers, I think, really care about the students. They, you know, spend the time, take the time to get to know you, be friendly. Yeah, no, I've really enjoyed it. And all the people here are really nice as well. Awesome. That's great to hear. Now, tell me, Nina, about being head of school. First of all, how many heads of school are there? And tell us also what that position actually means. Yeah, so there's two heads of school, me and Titus. And there's two deputy heads of school, which are Neve and Will. Yeah, it, it requires a lot of different things. We have to go to meetings quite regularly, do podcasts, go to events. You know, you're sort of being a figure in the school that younger students can speak to. We have to do duties around the school, whether that be go to the lower school common room, middle school common room, supervise the dining hall, making sure people don't push in. But yeah, mostly I'd say it's about being a friendly face for people and sort of pushing for change within the school that the students want. And tell us a little bit about how somebody might apply for that position in school. Yeah, so the process changed this year, actually. In previous years, you've gone for the specific role you want. So if you wanted to be head of school, you would apply to be head of school. Whereas this year it's changed that you apply for a certain aspect of the school. So that could be co-curricular, academic, pastoral, all deaf partnership. And then from there, the interviewer will put forward your name for a head of school interview. And then you do that interview and then they pick from there, I suppose. Yeah, I see. OK. And is that a new system which is different to how it was when you applied for it? No, that's how we applied for it. But that was the first year they've done it like that. Ah, OK. And do you know why they changed it to be that kind of system? I think it's because in previous years that most people went just straight away for head of school, which obviously makes it harder to pick somebody. 
but also so that the prefects that aren't head of school, that are senior prefects or school prefects, have like a particular area of the school they're working on. So rather than it sort of being a wishy-washy, oh, I'm kind of into co-curricular, but I'm not really sure if that's what I want to do. It's like, you are co-curricular prefect. That's what you're pushing to change. So I think also, furthermore, it's also because um, before, like when the girls joined, it used to be a vote. She used to vote for who you would want as head of school. And because the girls come in in September, so only have like seven, six, six, seven months yeah. to, to show, to promote their cause. And I think it's really important that all the new students that join in September have a chance to become head of school, which is really important. Tell me, Titus, about some of the things you could learn from the previous heads of school who, who are outgoing heads of school. What, what can you pick up and learn from them? So Monty was our previous head of school, along with Charlotte. And honestly, since year nine and year eight, seeing, seeing Monty in school, he was always out there. He was always participating in sport, music, in drama. He was everywhere. And that's what I wanted to be and I wanted to reflect. And if you ask, oh, describe Monty, you'll say he's funny, he's outgoing, he's smart. He's someone I would love to talk to. And that's what I want to be as well. And Charlotte as well. I think she's just as great. She's pushed for so much more like cultural change in the school, like promoting our diversity and inclusion along with Archie Palmer, which has been absolutely incredible since lockdown. I think our school has become much more liberal. I think that's great with the ever-changing aspects of society right now. And Titus, are there any aspects of this that you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, I'm looking forward to this, I'm looking forward to that, but that part there, I'm not sure how I'm going to be with that. I'm a little bit a little bit apprehensive as to how that's going to be. I think since lockdown, our student-teacher dynamic has changed really a lot. It's become a lot more personal. And I think one of the things I want to implement into school is a student-teacher feedback form. So like we often have like reports about teachers reporting on students. I think it's really important that students report on teachers as well. Like it's really good to highlight all the teachers, great, like all the accolades, how they've helped students improve, how they've improved their tests. But I think it's also important that students can highlight teachers' mistakes in class because it's also important that the teachers are improving just as much as the students. I think that's really important in our school. How do you think some of the teachers might respond to almost being critiqued by, by their students? Yeah, so we brought this up in our headmaster meeting. And I think it is something difficult to implement because people take feedback differently. Like even students, when they may get a bad mark, they'll make they wonder why. Oh, I really worked hard on this. I put so much more effort in than this student. So why did I get such a low mark? And I think having criticism is something that everybody should learn to take in a way. And I think it may be difficult to put in at the beginning, but I think it's good that they understand that everybody has room for improvement. I think that's really important. That's a great response to that. Nina, Titus there was talking about uh, how relations have changed between teachers and students partially as a result of the pandemic. What's your experience of that? And how do you see things having changed from pandemic world to now? And I'm not necessarily talking about the teaching staff at Reading Bluecoat, because clearly before the pandemic, you weren't at the school. But just in general, you know, how things have changed in the way that people communicate with each other. I'm not really sure. I haven't noticed much of a difference, to be honest with you. Obviously, I was at a different school before. And so their style of communication was very different. And it was sort of there was less communication and I don't know whether this is just different about Bluecoat that they have more communication or whether that's something that's come out of you know the pandemic but yeah communication is great and like Titus said I think that people really care about people and I think they can see that for kids that have been in lockdown have been isolated on their own that having the relationship between the teachers and the students is 
really beneficial both to their well-being but also to their education because they'll be more inclined to work and enjoy school more. No, I get it. Okay. And also, Nina, as a head of school, is that a role that begins, you know, now? I mean, at the time of recording this, we're in May 2022. Does it begin now or does it start in September at the start of the next academic year? Yeah, so it starts now when the year 13s went on study leave, which was about two or three weeks ago, I want to say. There was a handover assembly and, you know, you shake all the hands and it gets handed over to you. And then that's when the responsibilities start. So there you are. You're actually doing it right now. That's that's great to hear. Titus, tell us a little bit about how you think being a head of school will change you when you leave school and go on to do something different. I think it's going to make me so much more just proud of who I am. I think I'm going to really, really like be really proud of my character and how far I've come. Because my dream of becoming a head of school did not just start like in year 12. It started all the way back in year 7. I remember one of my tutors saying, Titus, one day I can see you as prime minister. And then... <laughs> And then afterwards, my head, of, my head of year said, Titus, I think you'd be a great head of school. And when I came to year eight, that dream did not change. And I think keep on, me keep on working towards that and now becoming head of school, I think that'll make me so much more just sincere as a person as well. And I can show that there's a lot of dexterity and integrity that I've had. Titus, is there any reason at all why you wouldn't or couldn't become Prime Minister? Oh, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. That's, that's, on, that's on the life plan right there. Is that actually something that you would like to pursue? Yeah, I think... So right now, I want to go into law first. But one of my end goals in life is to become Prime Minister in the end. Because I think that life is way too short to becoming... To not have massive dreams, I think. And becoming Prime Minister is one of those goals, that I think is really important to me. And I really want to just like do it for my family. And one of my, one of my things my dad always said was to conquer. And that's what I want to do. Titus, I, I won't lie. As you were saying that, as you said, one of the things I'd like to do is to become prime minister. Literally, I've got goosebumps and I still have them here on my arm right now. And I think that, that one of the reasons for that is I'm going to go slightly off piste here on our conversation. How beneficial do you think it would be for the UK as a country, for our society, for us to receive the next prime minister or a prime minister in the near future being a black person? I think it's going to be amazing because recently like Black Lives Matter and everything, I think society has changed massively and with LGBTQ rights being so much more important in our lives and then them being promoted, life is only going only to become more liberal, I think. And having a black prime minister, I think will change everybody's aspects on, on everything because the amount of PMs, uh, MPs, sorry, in Parliament right now. So the represent, representation of ethnic minorities in Parliament is the strongest of what I think it could be because maybe it's down to people thinking, oh, maybe they're, they're black. They may not be as good as a white MP, which is something, a stereotype that shouldn't, shouldn't be there. And I want to break down those stereotypes so the children and the students and all the people who come after me will have an easier life to live in the future. Great response. Thanks for that, Titus. Nina, Titus there was talking about his plans for the future. How about your plans? Not necessarily for further into the future, but I'm thinking about after you leave Bluecoat, what are you planning on doing at that stage? That is the question I'm still asking myself. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I'm really not sure. I know that I don't want to go to university, I don't think. I'm thinking a degree apprenticeship, probably something to do with engineering or design, something to do with that, and the food industry. But other than that, honestly, no idea. Just be a mum one day. That's the end goal. <laughs> Love that. And the idea of doing the degree apprenticeship, just tell us what that is for anyone listening who might not know what that is. Yeah. So rather than going straight to university, you basically get, I suppose, not hired by an employee, 
that a company will pay for you to go to university and do a course and do a degree, but it'll be more spread out. So it could be that two out of the five days you're working, you spend at university and the other three days you're working in the company, you know, getting work experience. Or it could be that six months of the time you're there, um, you go off to university and the other bit you're at the work. And a lot of the benefits of it is obviously you get the work experience. Some employees offer like they sort of say that you're going to have a job at the end of it, promise you a job at the end. And also the main thing is, is that they pay for you to go on the course. So no debt. It's great. (laughs) And do they pay for you to be doing the work there as well for the time that you're doing the work? Yep. Yep. So you get your student fees paid for and you receive an income and you're still getting a degree at the end of it and you're getting workplace experience. Yeah, exactly. What more could you want? Why don't more people do it? (laughs) Do a degree apprenticeship, people. (laughs) I love it. Actually, that does sound pretty good. But Titus, are you you mentioned about doing law. I, I'm going to guess that that would be like the more traditional route of going straight to university and being at university to do that. I want to study law at Oxford University. I'm currently enrolled in the Oxbridge Club at our school and working on, on our personal statements currently. And I think that's going pretty well. And yeah, I think my end goal is to go to Oxford University. That's great. Well, I wish you all the best with that. And Nina, I wish you all the best with your degree apprenticeship and whatever it is that you go on to do after that. But we need to bring this episode to a close in a moment. So I just want to say thank you to both of you for being here. I'd better not hold you up because it's 10 to 1. You've only got a 10 minute break now before uh, before your next meeting with school council. So thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. Have a good day. So that was Nina and Titus, the two new heads of school, taking time out from their lunch break to talk to us today. Weren't they both just awesome? A big thank you to both of them for contributing to this podcast episode. Now, after we finished recording, I asked them if they wouldn't mind coming back at the end of the next academic year to update us on what it was like being in these positions. And they both agreed, which is great news. So check back at the end of summer 2023 to hear from them. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.